0: Hello guys, welcome to the Mafia Championship podcast. I can see there's already people in the chat writing. I'm very happy to see you. We had a week's break. Uh, As you can see, I've added a follow alert, and it's not meant to make any sound, but I don't know how to turn that off, so you'll just have to live with that. (laughs) There's a sound every time someone follows, so you can use that to troll me because it's very loud in my own uh, earpiece. All right, so the seventh season of the Marv Championship featuring 165 communities, and every single one of those communities have sent one combatant. One representative, one tribute, one volunteer to fight on their behalf, one gladiator. It's the epicest of all epic tournaments in the world, of course. And uh, seven of the eleven qualifiers are already done and dusted. Right now we have game seven still ongoing, and we have two games starting tomorrow. So we're almost nearing the end, but not quite. Still a lot of qualify action to go. And actually, as some of you probably know, a whole lot has happened in just the last 24 hours. We had both game five and game eight end in uh, two very different, uh, equally dramatic ways, so to say. Game eight ended in Milo with four players left, uh, with the win going to the mafia. And game five ended with a draw. Uh, Another typical draw, it ended uh, as a draw, or, or rather the game was called because, unfortunately, for the first time in the history of the mafia championship, uh, one of the mafia members uh, chose to reveal the entire mafia team to the other players in the game, thereby obviously ruin the game and making it unsalvageable um that's like such a pity uh, it was a very good game uh but what uh, i'm glad about is how people the players themselves have uh, reacted and the love they have for each other already like they've already made bonds and that is the ultimate goal of the Marvel championship is to make bonds and make new friends and that has happened and they're already talking about a new reunion game Alyssa has volunteered to host that for them i certainly hope they go through with that and uh, what's going to end up happening is that they will not re-rent the game uh, because there aren't enough players interested in doing that because it is quite <laughs> a big task to play these games. It's very exhausting. So they're not up for that right away and I can understand that. I I wouldn't probably wouldn't have voted that myself. So what they're going to do is make the best of the situation. They play two and a half games, two and a half days, or something at least more than two days and they're just going to vote based on what they've uh, seen so far. And in a way, this will be an interesting experiment because uh, it should avoid... Uh, the, res- the votes being uh, MVP oriented because there wasn't an actual winner so they're actually, they've played for two days and it's just based on like the thought process they saw from the fellow players, would they want to play with those games, so it's going to be actually interesting to see how these uh, votes shake out, shape out I think um, so I guess there's there can be some positives taken from this uh, alright, uh, we're not going to be talking more about that because I will I uh, um, investigate the possibility of doing a podcast with those guys. Um, you may be wondering, why are we jumping ahead to Game 4? What happened with Game 3? Uh, well, it's very simple. Uh, only fighter from that game wanted to appear on a podcast. So that's not enough for a podcast. <laughs> uh, so that's a shame. Uh, but we'll be doing a Game 4 podcast. And uh, next week we'll be doing, hopefully, a Game 5 and a Game 6 podcast uh, on Saturday and Sunday. So both days during that weekend, make sure you check in for that. All right. So game four, you guys can uh, unmute yourselves. Uh, These are the guys you guys want to hear from. Um, again, um, quick shout out to the chat. You guys can ask uh, questions if you want along the way to me, or I imagine you'd rather want to ask questions to these guys and uh, I'll try to see your questions and uh, post them to these guys. So, Introductions. Let's start with the host of the game, because for the first time we actually have uh, the host of the qualifier with us, Lan Misa. Uh Welcome. Uh, well, well, can well, you- I'm
1: glad that you have me here today.
0: We're happy to have you here, and uh, and you joined on very late note, so I'm <laughs> extra happy. Uh, can you just uh, tell us a bit about yourself and how you wound up on Mafia Universe?
1: Well, uh, hi there. Um, I'm Lan Misa, the person with the most manliest uh, user picture in the whole of MU. (laughs) Uh, Well, how did I end up here? That's a good question. Uh, Let's say around 2018, like two years ago, I got bored at work and I read through the Paradox Interactive Forum, looking at stuff, looking at Mafia games, and then noticing that apparently there's a Mafia championship going on. Uh, like, your Mafia Championship. And that's how I went to MU, read the games, got interested in actually playing myself since I'd never played before. And yeah, I've been sticking around since then, like for two years now.
0: Awesome. Uh, oh, yeah, I have to correct myself. Apparently, mixed game eight and game five and what I said uh, is the other way around, no matter. All right, uh, Max uh, from yeah. Something Awful. Uh, a veteran community to the series. They, uh, You guys have been participating since season one way back in 2013. I surprise myself every time I uh, hear myself say that out loud that it's been going for so many years. Uh, and you're actually also a veteran of that community. So how come it took you so long to get here? And also just generally feel free to introduce yourself.
2: Uh, yeah, hi, I'm Max um, on that community. I'm here as well. Um, yeah, so I think... When we first got the invitation, it was I was probably on hiatus at that time. If it was two thousand thirteen, because I was going through grad school. Uh, but I do know that the community in general has a tendency towards um, being funny, and so initially they might have sent people who stretch the definition of champion. Um, <laughs> but uh, for myself, I've been on there since two thousand seven. Um, and have enjoyed mostly sticking around and playing Mafia just as in the background of most of my life. So it's good. I like I said in my profile, I do like playing Villager vanilla Villager most of the time. Um, it lets me just type as much as I want to and not really worry too much.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah uh for fun I'll add some context here to something yeah, awful uh sure. and and judging on what you said because in season one uh something awful were represented by uh, two different players two very yes. different representatives uh one of which advanced to the finale uh and did very well uh, in both his games won both his games first as a mafia and then as a town uh, a, co- a quite aggressive player uh but definitely with a unique style and has also since played in a reunion game uh, the other player uh, chose to actually uh, cheat and uh did uh, what is now known as a flow omega which is um uh, other players from their community participated on the same account they multi-accounted or hydrate yes. as some call it and uh I guess because it was season one uh we hadn't really had well established rules for how to deal with this and because the other representative did represent the community well uh you guys were invited back but uh, it's interesting because nowadays that probably would have gone your comu- community banned from the series. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but so I'm, I'm just, I'm very happy to see uh, that you have, have had very good representatives and I think mm-hmm. also a very good representative this season. So I was very glad to have you play. Okay. Um, moving on to uh, Reddit. Uh, if, am I pronouncing that right? Uh, you can correct me if I'm not. And uh, uh, feel, f-
3: feel free to introduce I, yourself. I usually say it, Arte. Um, I'm not sure if that's strictly speaking the correct pronunciation of the word my username is based on. Uh, anyways, hi, I'm Arte. I've been playing Forum Mafia for around a year, which is a little intimidating because I kind of feel like everyone else here has been playing longer than me. Um, I got into Forum Mafia because uh, via Throne of Lies, which is an online social deduction game. I was really into that game, and then I saw we had a forum, and I decided to check it out and play a forum game on on there. Um, and I wound up as my community's VAP, actually, because Orange was the one who nominated me, which is kind of funny. <laughs> um, and as you probably guessed, if you've read my bio, I'm bad at talking about myself, so.
0: I think you did very well, Aret, uh, I Aret, I I, I'm not going to get around. I'm going to call you A, uh, uh, and, oh, and you did very well, uh, by the way, uh, I don't, I'm going to try. Aret, Aret, how did you say? Aret? Ah, uh, Okay. Arete, Arete, all right, sorry. Uh, Arete earned 24 points, which means a fourth place uh, finish uh, in her in her game. Uh, so very impressive. Uh, Orange and Black Five also did quite well. Uh, feel free to introduce yourself.
4: Uh, hi, yeah, so uh, I'm known as Orange and Black Five, uh, 20-year-old electrical engineering student at the University of Michigan. Um, been playing Mafia for six years now or so. I got my start originally through Town of Salem, technically in terms of like actually branching out beyond the party game. So I became involved with the Town of Salem forums, a lot of suggestions and stuff to the developers of that game, Uh, eventually got roped into FM there, and then split off to Throne of Lies when they started their new community back in 2017. Uh, Was a second place candidate and uh, almost made it to the Mafia Championships in season four, ended up being the Throne of Lies representative in season five where uh, i lost to shakespeare the liar's club representative and then now here i am a couple years later trying to kind of follow that up so i'm the liar's club rep for this year's championship somehow and uh i'm already off to a great start ruining our 100 percent win rate so see where, where we can take things from here
0: but earning nonetheless a second place and thereby an automatic spot in the semifinals, of which there will be three this year for the first time. Uh, something which is maybe partially result of uh, Shakespeare's uh, constructive criticisms in the past. <laughs> um,
4: that, that's an interesting way of putting it, but uh, we love the man.
0: Yes. yes. Um, all right. So away with the introductions. Um, let's, uh, because I've already referenced the results, and let me just actually uh, summarize those because it's been some time. Uh, let's see. So in fourth place, we had... Uh, <laughs> and in third place uh, we had TV TVK uh, which is the only Mafia member in the top four uh, and by earning a third place does not automatically advance to the semifinals. Uh, and then we have orange and black uh, in second place and we have uh, John colors John Carlos uh, for first place uh, who got mislinched on the very last day. So those are on the surface very interesting results based on how the game went, just from an outside perspective looking at what happened in the game. Uh, but as I often say, uh, the game isn't revolved about around making MVP-oriented votes. So maybe this is a result of that, or what do you guys think? Uh, what are your results, um, or what are your thoughts on the results?
4: So I definitely think that the way the votes panned out was more or less in line with what I was expecting. Um, Of the, like, it it is worth mentioning that there were a couple people who were like one or two points off from making the top four publicly announced cutoff. So I I have my own guesses as to who those are, but I can't ever say for sure. But when it comes down to it, um, you had, of the like town core that we built starting day one, that was very pure, pretty strong, um, like only other than, uh, uh, gosh, I keep mixing up John Carter and Carlos, uh, I might just call him JC from here on out. Uh, other than his mislinch, all of us were night killed. So it was a pretty strong block. And to see three of those four people make it into the top four is not super sur- surprising. Additionally, from my perspective, having TVK make it makes sense, because he was, like, in the thread, the highest impact wolf. Although I can talk more about kind of mafia chat later.
0: Yeah. What about you, Max? What were your thoughts upon uh, seeing the results?
2: Um, I knew it was going to be a really tough decision for everyone, so I actually wasn't surprised either. Um, I wondered if Hayes would have made the cutoff or not, uh, as well. Given after reading the Scum chat, I think like that gave me a lot more sort of uh, understanding of the Scum game that they were all playing inside of the Scum chat, essentially, and not Mm -hmm. so much in the thread. Um, But yeah, it. Seemed like it was always going to be a tough decision in terms of who was going to end up there. Although uh, JC, by uh, sheer tenacity of surviving all the way to the end of the game, I'm really not surprised ended up in the first place spot.
0: Uh, Arete, what are your thoughts?
3: I mean, I think, I think, I think the results like basically lined up with what I was expecting. There are definitely players like it wouldn't it wouldn't have been surprising if, for instance, Samax had wound up in the top four but the top four configuration that we wound up with is also not surprising and um i mean i personally am excited for orange because like he's one of my friends and he gets to advance to the semis so like (laughs) that's really cool and i'm really happy for him um but i think both of the top two definitely deserve their automatic advance to the semis and yeah there could have been other configurations of results that also would have made sense but
0: there wasn't there wasn't anything really shocking that's no, been my that it, it does make sense uh and we'll be touching by the way on uh you and uh, orange's uh, friendship or a relationship later uh because that's also an interesting dynamic to have in a qualifier and it's something we can't avoid as the seasons go on it's just it's literally impossible or we'd have to ban people randomly from playing and we just have to pick one of you and say you can't play because you know someone else and that's we don't want to do that especially with this being a social end so i mean it is unfortunate in terms of having a true competitive uh, competition, but it's just the way it is. Um, and uh, I'll. What's interesting is uh, with a game with a mafia one, it does does seem like people weren't overly surprised by the results, and even the fact that a mafia didn't advance, even though they could have easily. Uh, but that there wasn't a strong reaction to the results. I found very interesting. So it seems like people generally had have a similar perception of how the game went. And Lanmisa, uh I'm very interested, uh, as a host, how you perceive the game, because uh, you can't, uh, I think everyone who's hosted the game before, like, you notice things and, like, uh, especially reads, like, because spectator chat can see who's, like, seemingly dominating threat or having presence, but they can't see who's, who seems to just be clutching it with the reads, just seems to, like, really searing in on the mafia or who just seems to be setting themselves up well as Mafia. What what, what was your perception uh, of the results well, and how it lined up with it? Yeah.
1: If we talk about the voting results, uh, it's, it's an interesting question. Uh, first and foremost, I need to say something that although I was hosting the game formally, I actually decided to keep myself, for most of the game, unspoiled. So I was about in the dark as to anybody's alignment as most of the game or the viewers outside. Um, I obviously looked at the alignments on last day, like on the Milo day, since I needed to know when or if I might have to end the game early, since game end could happen at any time at that point. Uh, what I obviously do, did have was the access to the graveyard chat where I also was able to see the thought processes and uh, the solving abilities of the players were that, who actually kept rather active, like trying to solve the game from the graveyard chat. So that was an interesting experience. Uh, In general, since you were asking about the advancements, I share the same thoughts as all the other players, that anybody in the top four deserved it. I think other players would have also deserved it, but I mean, there are only four spots, and I wouldn't take any spot away from anybody else either. So so that's that. For example, I think that Hayes was rather impressive, especially for being a rather new player who only played, uh, started playing very recently and apparently rolled Wolf the v- first time. Uh, and who I think for most part was better hidden in TVK who actually uh, advanced and who also did a lot of stuff behind the scenes if, if you were looking at Wolf chat afterwards. So, but again, I think all the players deserved it in the end.
0: So I I have a question actually relating to this, and it's one where maybe my thoughts differ uh, compared to other people. Um, How do you uh, evaluate players like Hayes, who are relatively new to the game or actually very new to the game, who show a lot of promise and potential like in their second or third game ever? How do you judge that player compared to other players? Do you give them extra points just based on the potential and like, even if you expect a 20% uh, uptick uh, to the next game, is that maybe worth giving them extra consideration? Or should you judge them completely on the same uh, playing uh, field as the others? Uh, I'm not sure how to phrase that, but I'm sure you get my drift. I don't know what you guys think about that.
4: So oh. Oh, you can go first. Oh, okay.
2: Um, I know personally, I was trying to think of like, how people were most effective in the role that they had. Um, and Hayes, although didn't participate much in the thread that a whole lot did uh, still avoid suspicion almost the entire way through, um, versus like a town play where that would have maybe seen been seen a little bit more. I don't know, not as strong. Um, but given the role that Hayes had, uh, I think did well and also laid out uh, the thought process. Pretty well in Wolf Chat to the point where I like understood exactly sort of what game they were playing, so that was helpful.
4: So from my perspective, um, I actually did something I have not generally done before, but I had time because school ended and uh, we were in lockdown. So uh, I went through and just kind of like everybody I could find, I kind of perused a little bit of their game history. Uh, I don't tend to use meta too much when I'm making reads, but I thought it would be helpful to get a kind of baseline. And uh, Hayes is somebody. I'm like, ah, this person has played a grand total of one game. So clearly, the thing to do is to try and bait out signs of coaching, which is what I entered the game doing. And I find out in post game that that didn't work because Hayes was the one coaching the rest of the Wolf <laughs> team, which I am amazed yeah. by. Like I, Hayes, I will say this is the Wolf that I voted for higher than any other Wolf. I, I'm not going to disclose the rest of my votes, but I will say that much mm-hmm. because. They consistently tried throughout the entire game to put everything they were doing into perspective, figure out how they could improve and get better for the next day, uh, hold their teammates accountable to what they said they were going to do versus what they actually did. And like I am blown away, absolutely mm-hmm. blown away by what Hayes was able to accomplish over the course of that game. And there's no doubt in my mind that they would be as good of a pick as any to advance, despite the fact that it is their second game. Just by virtue of the fact that they put so much effort and time into looking at how can I do better, on the next day, like I value the heck out of that kind of improvement-focused mindset, and that is something that I was really happy to see, even if it completely fooled me in the moment.
0: That that uh, is close to my thoughts on the matter as well. Like first of all, I think we're all very impressed with Hayes, but like there's both the uh, potential for even better play the next time because they're still new and developing so much and you can see it happening real time and there's also so much new player enthusiasm and and sometimes that doesn't work out well but but in this case it was an example of you can see they are hungry to learn they're hungry to play and they just dip their toes into this and that's very inspiring to see. Um, I
4: definitely think them getting more comfortable with like being in the main thread over the course of the game definitely helped out and even if some of the things that like really helped keep them under the radar were kind of accidents like voting a scum member at the very last moment to bring the wagon up to almost but not quite a tie is something that like all the rest of us pointed at as like why would scum ever do that all game and they were there in wolf chat apologizing for doing it when that was like (laughs) the thing that got them to the end so like it, there definitely are is a lot of like growth room, but the spark that I see there is something that I absolutely believe was exciting, and it's something that I very much feel that this event should promote.
0: Exactly. I don't know if you, uh, <coughs> Lamisa um, Arete, have any thoughts on that, or
4: um,
1: if, if well, in a similar way, yes. Uh, I also uh, the thing is when I first entered the wolf chat, which again was on the last day. And I was able to read what happened there. I was kind of impressed by his work. Uh, When I was reading the game again, I was unspoiled. There was something like the vote that everybody in the game ended up clearing them for. I personally found strange the way it happened, uh, which is also something I said after the game. But still, I think, uh, well, fortunately, I didn't have to to do any voting since that would have been really difficult after the game, I have to say since a lot of players were playing rather well and on a similar level, so comparing who's better than who is quite, diff- different, quite difficult. Again, I can't say whether it's a bonus or it's not, but I, I found this play rather well. So I wouldn't have given him points for being a young player or a new player, but for being a good player. So I that question doesn't really apply to me. Mm. In that case, if I would have given him a bonus for being new, I just thought he was good at what he was doing, yeah, independently of how much experience he had so far.
0: yeah, both are very uh, valid uh, stances. Um, all right, um, my wife just walked in and gave me some cookies. Ooh, we should see very oh, good. I'm jealous. <laughs> It's very good cookies. can recommend all right. <coughs> Uh, so, time to talk more about Game 4. Uh, one of the reasons I also wanted to, uh, to have you guys talk a bit about Haze is because we don't have a Mafia present to talk about their respective. So, I think it's uh, it's healthy to also talk a bit about their game. Um, and we will also be talking more about their game because uh, one of the two main talking points that I've uh, that me and Alambisa have prepared for this podcast is uh, one, the buzzing that occurred and which led to Scare getting lynched and uh, two uh, Milo and lynching in Milo uh, that is with six players left not going for uh, a no lynch uh, which would lead to the Mafia having to kill one player removing one player from the suspect pool uh, and interestingly you guys were in the first game as we now have seen to, d- to do this um, the also completed game also chose not to no lynch so I want to get your guys thoughts on that let's start with the busing uh but it's, it seemed to play a very big part uh in the course of the game uh and in clearing certain players and uh maybe throwing off the town until the end uh what are your guys thoughts on what happened there and uh, how it impacted the game
3: and, i mean uh, i mean when i look at when i look at the boss that pretty much completely threw off mine threw off all my reads like if i look at if I look at my read list on day one, and I compare that to my read list the day after the scare flip, the second read list is a lot worse <laughs> because I just assumed that Mafia wouldn't bus on day one. And in fact, they were bussing on day one. So I think that in that sense, the bus clearly clearly was very useful for them. and probably won them the game because without it we just end up catching them all by process of elimination because everyone else is townier and I think I think to a certain extent this is this made the game in some ways different from normal games because in normal games when you reevaluate, it's supposed to make your reads better and instead we all reevaluated and made our reads worse um so yeah
0: So uh, Orange, uh, elaborating on that, I know you talked about there actually being a solid town core, but how can you lose a game when you have a solid town core? Like what the hell happened? And why did you put so much emphasis on, on these votes instead of just reads based on other stuff like behavior?
4: So I definitely think that when it came down to it, like the town core we had is something that we ultimately kind of ended up betraying, not individually, but like as a collective, which is you know how town almost always loses, and what it really comes down to, uh, from my perspective, is that we started second guessing things, but not the right things. Uh, so like the town core itself was solid. Uh, most of us in it were pretty happy with it. Um, I was prodding and poking it both our day and uh, JC for a bit there, especially near the end of day two, but at no point was I ever like, okay, well we need to start seriously hunting for a deep wolf, and in fact. At part of day one, I had specifically mentioned, what are the odds we just have an easy rand? And the problem is we kind of went with that, but not enough. So we started second guessing the fringe cases when if we just kind of pulled in the people that we thought were townier on day one, we would have been fine. And it really kind of just came to restricting the town core too much that led to some of our downfall in the later days. The bus definitely helped play into that because like, I hate coasting in games. As a rule of thumb, I always find that like the two best times to try and find something from somebody are going to be the start of day one and the end of any given day, especially if there are closer wagons. So near end of day two, Arte and I both were like, okay, well, we don't like just coasting to the Scare lynch. What if we try to start something? And then we did. And ultimately, Scare got lynched in red. But the problem with that really was that... Like, we then were sowing enough kind of fear in the people outside of the town core, who we also weren't really making an effort to bring into it, where then that's ultimately what led to the JC Miss Lynch uh, that ended the game. And I think in that way, like, them just kind of coasting to a bus on their own member for two days absolutely paid off. It's not something that I would have expected to go down in a championship game, but at the same time, it's... It's not something that we should have like discounted, and I think that we maybe like rested on our laurels a little bit too much with the town core that we had, rather than trying to expand it. Hey, uh, yeah.
1: Thank- I'm sorry.
0: Uh, go ahead.
2: I, I do think one other aspect that played really well was that while uh, TVK and Hayes were doing a really good job bussing, scaring BR, uh, collectively. Um, Scare did a really good job of not actively not bussing at all. Um, which I think when Wolves or Scum do that where they sort of like alternate what each person is doing on the team, that can really screw up people's reads of the whole situation, which I think also is a major component of like what happened at the end of the game.
4: I definitely think that Scare subbed into a tricky situation there and he probably did the best job that he could have reasonably been expected to do. He did. Um, yeah. It's, it's kind of a shame that he's not here with us. He was one of the people who had been in talks to be on the podcast, but like for the position that he was in subbing into a slot that was literally like top Lynch, almost the entirety of day one and almost the entirety of day two up until that point, like to be able to kind of, throw people off just enough without actively like dropping enough hints was definitely very very useful for this company yeah
0: uh, i have to address <laughs> what's happening in twitch um so as some of you guys uh maybe heard at the start of the podcast i added a new follow alert uh so that's a pre-marriage thingy is yes, <laughs> dancing on the screen every time there's a follow with a some music to it uh so thanks to uh, portal gummy for the follow and thanks to clone cheese for the follow <laughs> I'm gonna find out how to turn off the sound for the next one um, touching on what you guys said um, orange and black I find this happens a lot in games and I guess it's just mafia but can you touch more or can any of you other guys <laughs> thanks to <for laughs> suicide of all the follow all right I'm gonna turn this off this is this is impossible.
4: See, we don't have to deal with hearing or seeing this. So <laughs> yeah. We're all in the clear. Yeah, it? you're all in the clear.
0: But I think uh, the chat also gets the sound. Yeah, but well, I can't... I
4: still see
1: it since I'm yeah, in you, the yeah, you chat,
0: may... so... Yeah, you probably see it on Twitch. All right, so I, I removed that. Uh, thanks for the follows, guys. All right. Uh, Orange and Black. So the talk about having a town core and it being sort of small but good, but then there are people outside of that town core not feeling welcomed into the town core, and then they're like... like out of the solve and like they can't trust the salt because well i'm not in it so does this make sense and they start to get paranoid and that's like where the cracks start to happen then just one person town core has to question the other town core's reads and like it just snowballs from there like can you guys talk more about how to avoid that or why does it happen um in games I,
2: like I... like yeah oh sorry if you can finish your thought.
0: No, it's just a situation where, like, you you have those situations, especially as you're nearing the end of the game, where you're like, well, I just have to trust certain people are town, because if those other people are town that are not uh, in agreement with me, then we're screwed anyway, right? So, like, you get close to that situation uh, the closer you are to the end of the game. And I guess that plays into what happened here, that even though there was a solid town core, it just takes a slight crack to ruin it all.
2: So... I think there's like two things to that. One is this because there was such a visible and solid town core, Scum knew exactly who to kill. Um, and then left the end of the game with a very ambiguous group of people. Aside, personally, I thought JC was town all the way through. Um, looking at the kill list didn't make sense that JC would have put himself in that position. Um, but I do think. Um, the choices of who to get rid of in, during the night phase was like played a big part in how we ended up in that situation. And then I also think this comes into a situation of just how do you prefer to play the game? Um, and what I might view as very towny on my end might not look that way to another player, which I think is also a combination of what happened there.
0: All right, Um, and I guess we can move on to a a related topic. Um, This is actually, I think uh, Orange Black brought this up as a potential subject. Uh, The culture clash that uh, happens between those players that want to form a town core and solve by a process of elimination, POE, and uh, those players that are like, why are you making town reads? The goal is to find scum. Just find scum and vote those players. did did you experience that clash in this game, and how would you say it impacted the game?
3: I think I think that clash was a big part of the game. Like if we look at if we look at how day one played out, we had me and Orange and Carlos and Samax all trying to build a town core, and then a bunch of other people being like, "What? What are you doing? Why do you town need everyone? Clearly, you're wolves." um because if you were really a villager you'd be trying to find wolves rather than trying to find town which i think i mean i think both play styles have a role in 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 a game of form mafia like in general once you've created your town core and your poe group you do in fact want to lynch the want to execute the wolfier players in your poe group first rather than not doing that but i think I think some amounts of the, the culture clash made it more difficult for people on both sides of it to do their thing because when when we had a bunch of people being like, but why are you trying to find town? Only wolves would want to have town meets. That made it harder for the town core people to build a town core, but it to a certain extent also made it harder for the find that that clash made it harder for the find wolves group to find wolves because rather than finding wolves they were finding villagers, but thinking that they were wolves, which obviously is a risk no matter how you do it, but I do think that culture culture clash increased the extent to which the method of finding wolves didn't work, because it made it so that a lot of things were setting off false wolf pings, if that makes sense. I explained that really badly
0: um well i'm actually i'm interested about that and maybe you other guys can elaborate on that uh, setting up false wolf pings uh why do you think that happened and uh, do you have any examples of that because i'm wondering why can't those two styles coexist so you have some players that are like just finding towns and convincing at least some portion of players these guys are town let's avoid these and then you have other players hunting for the wolves and they're like well we i think we should vote this guy and as long as the First group of players agree that player isn't inside the town court, they're in the P.O.E. Well, they can just, like, agree on that guy. So why can't these styles coexist, or can they?
4: I I think they definitely can coexist, but I think some of the problem we ran into was kind of a resistance from both sides to let them coexist. Uh, I think the perfect example of this, starting day one, Drew, uh, one of the players in the game, came in with a beautiful opener, very clearly town, the only issue was it was kind of a stick to the man middle finger to carlos so that set off a bunch of like kind of infighting there from two people who most of us were very sure were very likely to be town and arguably both should have been in the town core contributing and that fight lasted the entire game and ultimately is kind of what led to the carlos wagon at the end that lost the game so kind of a and I I mean I know for a fact that like Drew tried to kind of reevaluate at times and Carlos tried to extend an olive branch, but it never actually connected. And that's kind of the issue we ran into was we didn't spend enough time trying to fix that disparity. And some of that is going to be paranoia that what if the people that I don't think are like worthy to be in the town court already are wolves? Like that's a very realistic and very possible fear. But I, I definitely think that we would have gone a little bit harder into kind of trying to bring people to our point of view that would have worked out better for the whole game, rather than what we ended up doing, which was questioning those people, and uh, that did not end up working out for us.
0: Uh, do we have anything to add to that, Max, or does that sum up your thoughts as well?
2: It sums up my thoughts, although I will say I I feel like one side did a better job of trying to understand the other than the reverse if that makes sense yeah
0: uh and without being able to speak to whether that is true or not i would i will say that i think that is the single uh, biggest strength you can have in these games is being able to like see the bigger picture and being able to see how the town should come together in some way doesn't have to be the town core way but there needs to be a mutual understanding of how each the the different people play and yeah there's there just needs to be an understanding uh, and uh, without talking too much about well, the other game completed but like sometimes you also just have inactive players and well some of those inactive players are town players so you need to be able to play with that you need to you can't just throw your hands up in the air and go oh well if they're uh, town when, then we've lost you can't like this is as long as they're fulfilling the minimum posting requirement you have to be able to deal with that sort of situation at least in the qualifiers presumably in the semifinals you aren't going to experience that quite as much. Uh, I want to go back to something we talked about early because I missed a question in chat from Frog. Uh, thanks for the question. It's regarding busing. Uh, Frog asks: Associative reads in scenarios with possible wolf busing. How long should they matter, if at all? Uh, and like, if uh, if I'm understanding this right, and I can, uh, uh, the question is basically: w- How much emphasis should you place on uh, reads uh, when there's possible busing going on? Or should you even give credit for? Votes on wolves or mafia.
2: I do know personally. Um, if you've reached Milo or Lilo, um, that's the point where you need to like pause and reevaluate pretty much everything that you've been thinking of because clearly it hasn't been working for you. Uh, if you're a town player, obviously, if you're scum, totally different scenario. But yeah.
4: I will further add to that that oftentimes. Um, I find that just giving people credit for voting a wolf, which granted not a lot of people do for the reason I'm about to say, but kind of giving out too much credit for having a vote on a wolf is liable to end in disaster more often than it is liable to end in a second wolf lynch. So, at the end of the day, like there's a lot of context that comes into it, and I don't really think there's a general answer to that question. And then, like any answer I give, you could end up with situations like we had here day one, where like Bleeding Rain was almost at top. I brought Lolly up higher. uh, And then right at the end, we had one of the wolves vote on their wolf partner, almost bringing them to a tie. Like, I am never ever going to look at that and be like, ah, yes, that could be a wolf move until the very end of the game. And I didn't make it that long. Neither did most of the other people. um, Actually, neither did anybody else in this chat. So. Like there definitely is a certain amount of context that comes into these things, which can either help or hurt you, and it's really hard to give any sort of a general answer to uh, such a wide-reaching question because we all know busing can happen. It's just a matter of how things went down, and do you think it did?
0: Holy Flare adds in the chat: uh, "Never trust anything." It's my philosophy. Um, so I I wanna uh, ask in relation to what you just said, Orange. So. Um, let me just uh frame my thoughts in my head here like you're giving oh, let me say it like this so by giving people credit for voting out a mafia you're allowing them to coast and i think you you sort of also said this in what you said uh but is that ever a good idea because shouldn't you like you can trust people but you should be trusting people for effort or for thought process and for like actual like bigger stuff, so to say, than just placing a vote. And even even if there's a reasoning with that vote, it's still easy to do. Like especially if you're a mafia, you're often thinking, well, I'm gonna make this vote anyway, so I might as well make it very towny, right? So that is the thought process that mafia are gonna have. Like often they're not just gonna slap a vote on the mafia. Uh, they're gonna make it have some emphasis uh, in some way or another. Have some history uh, leading up to the vote being placed itself. So why ever create a situation where you're allowing someone to coast? Because exactly, if you're giving someone credit for voting a wolf, well, then maybe the next day they're not gonna do as much. And you're like, well, they're not doing as much, but the last information I have on them is them voting a wolf. So it's, I can't really vote this person. I'm gonna vote someone else. Why should you always be in the game state where you're pressuring people to constantly deliver? Like, because it's difficult for mafia because they're lying. They're gonna crack on the pressure. Presumably, hopefully, a lot of them do. Why not always be in that game state? Why not force that game state? And this is a question goes to all of you.
1: Well, mostly because it's difficult, I think, uh, <laughs> for several reasons. I mean, one example, for example, is that it's it's shown in psychology that we are very unwilling to change our views and positions in regular regularly. Like if we if we have set our minds on something, then it, uh, let's say like this, it's easier to. S- it, it costs us less energy to set our mind on a certain position than to completely reverse that position. Uh, so if you already like have some kind of pre valuation then it's very difficult to come to exactly I- the opposite conclusion. Uh, also, the thing is, uh, properly evaluating stuff, like looking at what happened before, then the road, and then where did they go with it? Where did they go after the wolf died? Uh, what was the next action, is very difficult. It takes a lot of effort and energy. And sometimes you just look at, yeah, I don't know, end, end game vote on the, on the wolf must be town. Uh, I've been in a game before, uh, the 17 player game, where on day two, they had two wolf wagons. And basically the, the wolf team of four more or less split into two teams which were bussing each other. And it was a deliberate setup from the mafia so that town would think it, no wolf team ever does that. And if you just look at the votes, I mean, having two top wagons, and two, you wouldn't think that wolf team would ever do that. Uh, one of the rules for that reason was read by the whole town is that can never be a wolf. No, no wolf team would ever set it up intentionally. Uh, meanwhile, I was subbing in into that game much later uh, so, I was on a blank slate and I, I saw that. But I read the game, I looked at the person who was like mech cleared by all the players in the game, and I was thinking, but why? I mean, okay, he was a counter to a wolf on day two, but, but why? I mean, he hasn't done anything since that. He's locked clear, he's mech clear, and he, he, he didn't do anything with that. He doesn't even try to do anything. And yeah, but the players who are already in there with it like he can't be a wolf he was a counter wagon and stuff like that but it's uh, it's difficult to change the opinion if, if you have that just, it takes a lot of effort uh
0: thanks let me say, uh and before i get uh, your thoughts max and yours uh arete i also want to add uh two additional thoughts uh one is this is a championship setting so if anything there's more of um uh what's the word um you're more so uh, incentivized to uh, vote out of philomafia um granted it may cause drama if uh, the other mafia isn't on board for it but it sets you up well and uh, you might just be caring about advancing to the next stage of the championship right so if anything that's a reason to maybe suspect more buzzing going on in these games uh secondly bussing happens so much like i'm um, and one of my big things i want to do is that i want to come out with a uh, big statistics dump on it uh, i once did this uh, on a site called 2plus2 uh, many of you know it um where i looked at 50 games and in 49 of the 50 games uh, when a mafia was lynched uh, on day one uh, the mafia was bust so it's very rare especially early in a game that a mafia can get voted out without help from the mafia um this also plays into my idea about you should always power powerwolf uh, because like you have the control if you take it, in my opinion. Um, but rarely that happens. Uh, so why is so much credit being given to these votes? But then also uh, there was another game uh, this season, the epic, uh, what was it? Game 6, where for the first time in a long time that I've seen um, a town uh, voted out uh, a mafia and all the town were on that wagon. Uh, there were no mafia on the wagon. So it's just... And that was just a dominant performance. I would also say quite a unique performance. Um, but why why ever give votes? Uh, or wh- why ever give credit for a vote?
2: Um, I, I do think part of it, this might go back to playstyle in general. But um, coming into this, I tried not to do any research whatsoever on who I was playing with. Um, so I was trying to give credit to people, at least, and thinking like. They might have a different play style than me, so this is something I need to keep and be aware of, that they just might not post a lot as town. That's always possible. Um, also in general, I think especially early on, if it's like a day two or day one scum, l- uh, scum lunch or scum execution, um, there's always someone There's always someone that is sort of a bigger priority in terms of who you want to get rid of before someone that voted for like scum. Um, that doesn't seem like a useful bit of information to sort of go after uh, early on in the game. It sort of gets different later on when, obviously, a lot of targets are gone, too. Um, but in general, I mean, I'm, I'm saying this as a person who, as scum, aggressively buses people. And I think there's also two, <laughs> two definitions of busing, because there's active busing where, with no suspicion whatsoever from the town, you bus your teammate because you know that information is true. Uh, and then there's just sort of passively going, well, opinion is moving on to this person that they're scum. I might as well jump down on that. Which um, is sort of like a different mode of doing the busing. But um, yeah, in general, I think it's looking at the votes. So not just saying, I voted for scum, but how did you vote for scum? When did you do it, um, and did it make sense for you to do it based on what you've said before is like a big motivation in terms of like figuring out how much credit someone should get for that.
0: What do you think i know, yeah. Yeah.
3: I, know. I personally am coming from a cultural context in which people vastly overestimate the presence of busing like they'll look at the person who uh in a role madness setup, is as a joke red checked a, a, a wolf in in lilo um and then be like ah clearly that was a bus there's no other possible explanation for why they would bed check this wolf who is in the town core in in lilo and so i tend to go a little far in the opposite direction to to compensate for that by generally assuming that things aren't buses because usually they aren't but i do think that's the sort of thing that leads to missing buses when they actually happen um i think the i think in this particular game the big things that could have been been flags that bussing had in fact occurred where I mean first of all ex- exile and Ava Flipping Green was a pretty big sign from my point of view that bussing had occurred because like I looked at the wagon 15 minutes before end of day with four green names in mine um the night the night the night after the, the exile execution and I was like ah clearly wolves weren't actually trying to save save bleeding rain. But but then even before that, um, in hindsight, it's easy to look at TVK's, TVK's progression on Bleeding Rain and see that he clearly had TMI, that Bleeding Rain was going to flip scum. He didn't have any concern whatsoever about a world where Bleeding Rain would flip town, despite this being otherwise inconsistent with his approach to the game. But I also think that that's the sort of thing that's a lot easier to pick up on in retrospect, knowing that he's a wolf rather than being able to rather than trying to figure that that out in the game to figure out if he was just a confident and correct villager versus versus a wolf with pmi
0: yeah um all right it's very interesting to get you guys' thoughts on that um like obviously i'm playing a bit of a devil's advocate here but i'm uh, i'm also somewhat of a believer that like when I play games, usually when uh, a mafia is voted out, uh, I'm like, there was probably one mafia on that wagon. I'm going to try to find out who that one person was, uh, prove that person from my town core. Uh, that's sort of the approach I have to it. Um, but I also agreed with Max, like you sh- and I think you all agree with this, and I see Chad saying as well, you need to look at how the, the vote happened, what progressed up to it. And I think I just mostly lean towards this being information like any other information in the game so i don't want to overly um, value votes like there's a a lot of information in the game and how what someone votes is just one part of it it's just one cock in the whole machine um all right so the other uh big talking point i want to touch on was milo uh and i don't think any of you were alive for it so what were you guys thought uh uh, on that uh them not choosing to know lunch do you agree with it anyone can take this
4: i don't think any of us are going to agree with it and i think that part of that is because like carlos was basically all of our uptown individually um i don't think any of us would have ever dreamed of voting him in milo but i i think the issue of like his lynch is one that ultimately we could have done more to help fix because it was pretty obvious that there was a lot of uh like I guess, disparity between how he was approaching the game and how a lot of the other people who were more likely to survive were approaching the game. And as a whole, that's something that ultimately came to haunt us when we didn't take steps to fix it. So I definitely think that like not making more of an effort to ensure that the rest of our little town core was on good terms with other people is something that all three of us absolutely could have done more with. Because like, I, for one, was like, oh, my gosh, Mac- um, Marcos is my spirit animal. I love this kid. I'm like, Drew's top town. Um, and then at no point ever was I stepping in between like them and Carlos to be like, hey, back off. Uh, just like, give each other more space to think and to be themselves. And ultimately, that's kind of what led to the, the little infight there at the end that grew into a mislynch.
0: you guys, uh, well, I guess you agree, uh, Max and Arete, that it should, um, that they never should have voted well Jankara John, John to begin with and that they should have uh, chosen to no
3: Lynch. I mean, I think they should have chosen to not execute in the Milo day, but I don't think that making that decision would have changed the outcome. Like, I think, I think what you see, I think what most likely happens if, if if they don't execute that day it's like someone who's someone who's not Carlos and not Drew dies overnight and everyone comes back the next day and Drew just snap votes Carlos anyway like maybe you have a world where maybe you have a world where Drew and or Carlos manage to be evaluated overnight and realize that the fact that they're not dead pretty much means they're always Uh, town both town but I think in most worlds not executing even though it's the mathematically optimal play and they should have made it doesn't actually change the result of the game it just delays it
2: I I do agree that I don't I think Carlos was going to go at the end no matter what happened given the sort of like setup of the board of who was still left alive at the end of that game um i don't agree that they should have done that execution uh on the last day um i wish they had really waited uh i know there's the thought process of like well we're removing one more town voice why would we do that but at that point it didn't seem like anyone had a strong town read on anyone so you just don't know until you actually make make the scum give you a confirmed town voice essentially
0: well uh and let me actually ask uh to that uh so even if you did have a strong town read and it was a read like to be like this, would, this wouldn't be a claim or a mechanical thing uh, you had a strong um town read in the group is it still the right play to then uh, not know lynch to keep that uh, person or is it the right play to know lynch to see whether that person still lives to the next day and might that be suspicious
4: I definitely think that the only time that it is objectively always correct to like stake everything on a Milo day instead of waiting out until Lilo is when you have a mech clear. Only at that point can you be absolutely certain that that person is going out. So beyond that, I would say that in general, I would choose to put it off. Because if they are left alive until then, that is for a reason. And if the wolves are comfortable with leaving that person until Lilo, that gives them a lot of power as somebody who's mostly clear to be able to make that decision and kind of like reevaluate. For other people, it, what it really comes down to is not tinfoiling yourself too hard. Um, like if it's a super awesome deep wolf, as you kind of mentioned earlier, there is a point where you need to just kind of be like, okay, if we're all wrong about this thing, then we've already lost. And I think that more often than not, you'll get farther if you kind of listen to those uh, things, provided you haven't had like nagging doubts the whole time. It, it it makes more sense more often to trust what you've been thinking, within the scope of like having reevaluated and coming out the other side with the same idea, than it is to I thought they were town then. I still think they're town now. But what if they're actually scum? That that very rarely ends well.
0: Um, I don't know if you guys want to add anything to that.
3: I mean I think the question you need to ask yourself if you are in a Lilo situation where you have someone like someone like someone like Carlos who has been countered the whole game is why are they still alive? Because sometimes the answer is they're just a wolf and they've been a deep wolf the entire game, which is why people didn't suspect them. But other times you can look at it and there's an actual answer. Like if you look at Carlos, the actual answer is because he'd been, because while he had been town red, he had also been tinfoiled a lot and tinfoiled a lot more than the dead players. And the wolves had systematically been killing off people who town red him. And I think the fact that there's an answer to why is Carlos still alive that's not Carlos is a wolf is in fact indicative of him being a a villager in that in that situation. Um,
0: um but what if he just was a mafia? I mean then then that would have been a reason for him staying alive. So I'm not sure
3: that is that is also true. <laughs> um but but I mean, there's also the question of like, if he's a mafia, if he was a mafia member, I think Drew always dies night two. Like, obviously, there's some element of wine in night kills, but I, it's hard to believe that Carlos, as a wolf, would seriously kill off the four townred people who all townred him, and never kill off the equally townred person who was pushing him. Like. Yeah.
0: That is, that is a good point. Uh, though it does happen sometimes and that in that way. It's a, all a big game of wine. <laughs> uh, because he, he might have also been in a situation where I need to kill the town clip players. And well, they uh, unfortunately they're claiming, so it sucks in that way. But I also have to kill him, so in that way you can't really know. Uh, but one thing I'm interested uh, to hear your guys' thoughts on is uh, something I sometimes do. I mentioned this in a previous podcast. Uh, if you have someone who makes a claim and... Um, all sense speaks to not lynching that claim right away, I would uh, usually act as though I 100% fully believe that claim because I want the Mafia to kill that player if I'm having doubts about the player. I don't want to give them uh, rope to whine me with, to me with, so to say. Um, is that same strategy applicable to non-claims? So take a player as a John Carter. You can see there's a strong town core, maybe you believe in that town core, maybe you don't but you can see there are six people whatever that's a random number saying uh, they strongly believe John Carter's town should you maybe just play along in the hopes that well he's not getting lynched anyway uh, in this game state should you just play along and hope that well then he gets killed because uh, he should be getting killed if he's town and getting very town red so that you have more reason to uh, suspect him later on if he doesn't get killed I hope that makes sense uh, I don't know if, if you guys have any thoughts on that
2: I mean, I do think the decision to not kill him was definitely played into that thought process a little bit, um, in general. Because the question of like why isn't he dead? I remember my immediate thought was it's a numbers game. He's just not dead because it wasn't his turn to be dead yet in, in the night phase. Um, but it there were had, there had been very vocal voices that clearly didn't believe that thought process. And in fact, I think that thought process came from a town voice in general. Um, So I hope I'm answering this question correctly, but, uh, or the way that you intended it, but essentially, um, yeah, I I think, nope, I lost the thread, sorry.
0: (laughs) it's okay. Uh, I don't know if you other guys have anything to add to my question. Uh, What I meant was, and uh, this is just uh, like for fun because we're talking mafia on a theoretical level. If there's any point to sometimes, in a game situation where you can see player X, is being towered by all the other players, let's just say that, all the other players, but you don't believe uh, that player is a um, town, should you just play along just in hopes that in the next night or two, they get killed, so you're free of that uh, decision, having to make that call, so to say?
4: I, I don't think in this game in particular, I ever acted with like that specific intent, but that idea does tend to factor in to a lot of decisions that I ended up making. Um, just like by virtue of, oh, one of the town people is out there PR hunting, or at least somebody that at the time I thought was eh, probably down. And I'm like, OK, so I will egg them on. I'm like, oh, so who do you think the Jote is? Knowing that, meanwhile, I'm the only living Jote. And as long mm-hmm. as they don't call me out, I'm very OK with the mafia killing whoever they name. So I've like purposely tried to egg them on to be like, oh, so you think these people are the Jote? Kind of plant that seed to hopefully try and extend my own life as somebody who was the jote it, it was kind of unfortunate that both jotes fell into people that were like top town reads from the start of day one for the majority of the game that was not ideal it, like had say macros and uh, drew been like both the jotes the game would have been completely different but we live in the world we live in and uh, i i definitely think that's something that you can make use of, but I'd be hesitant to kind of go along with things too vocally, because then let's say they don't die, and now you're suddenly out there like, ah, I thought you were scum <laughs> the whole time. And then they're like, no, you said I was town for the past two days. So yeah. th- th- there is reason to use that, but I don't think you necessarily need to publicly side with everybody so much as you might choose to withhold your objections.
0: That makes sense. Um What was i thinking about i had a very good question light up for you um maybe i'll uh come back to it uh i have another very interesting subject for you guys uh because i've been uh, using the word lynch tonight uh, and not really on purpose um it's just i'm accustomed to using it Uh, but as probably you all know and as i'm sure many in the chat know uh, today uh, we the moderator and administration team made a decision to um, uh, not ban the word but uh, change uh, the word lynched to another word which is yet to be decided maybe execute or eliminate or something else uh, in uh, the modbot lingo and in the threat marks and the official ops etc so from now on or at some point when my case gets to uh, fixing it uh, it won't say frog is lynched it'll say frog is executed or something else uh, i know yeet is very popular uh, i'm gonna be to that i can already reveal it's not gonna be yeet that's never happening <laughs> in my life you'll have to kill me first. Um, so this is a very interesting topic and it's all, and it's, there's also a culture clash on this because maybe some of you guys come from places where you don't use the word lynch or maybe you played in real life where you don't use the word lynch and we also all come from different parts of the world. Uh, and that is a very interesting thing that uh, I also want to bring up here because um, a clear majority of users on Marv Universe are American. Uh, and in America, or at least in the United States of America, uh, the term lynch has uh, clear uh, negative racial connotations. That is not the case in many other parts of the world, and it certainly isn't the case in my own country, Denmark. Uh, so the decision today wasn't to ban the word, because we also want to respect how difficult it can be to moderate, and like there's going to be this facing in and facing out phase. And also, quite frankly, there are many parts of the world where it isn't a problematic word to use. And we just recently introduced even... The partner communities subform and if you guys don't know that is a subform where we invite all communities to uh, come to us and say hey we'd like to play games using math units software uh, we might just play one game we might play 100 it doesn't matter uh, there are no strings attached and they can play and uh, my own danish form is playing and um, i wouldn't want to say to them that the word lynch is banned because it's not problematic to use in denmark and they're also playing da- uh, their games in danish um so I just want to get your guys' thoughts on uh, Lynch. To u- one, to use it in your community. Uh, two, uh, what do you think about uh, using it and the decision that was made today? Um, and three, uh, what would you replace it with? And uh, anyone can start.
2: So I know this is a conversation that something awful some Mafia community has actually had um, a couple of years ago at this point now. Uh, and we came to the decision to sort of not use that word as well. Um, I made a conscious effort to try to use execute for myself uh, throughout the entirety of Game Four, um, and we've had variations of that too. Our the personal one that pops up the most, I think, it, within the forum is lunch, um, mm-hmm. which is like a close close second to the word. Which I think I still I and a couple other people have an issue with how close it is to so like the word that you're actually using that you're pretty much just teasing it. Um, there's also cuddle. There's quite a lot of other things. I think it, it depends on why you're using the word, personally, uh, and the one that you've chosen to use, uh, and also um, how people within your community sort of feel personally about it. I know we had a lot of people in our community that just said, like, please, let's stop doing this. It's making me uncomfortable. And so we did. Um,
0: uh, and uh, and i know you very consciously uh, used the word execute tonight uh...
3: i mean like it's not it's not something where i have like as strong opinions as some people do but i know that a lot of people there are a lot of people for whom using that 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 term makes them really uncomfortable and like that's something i want to be respectful of um as alternatives go i like execute but honestly anything that's not confusing and doesn't sound stupid is fine with me so like not not david because that that's that's already a word for a thing and not yeet because that sounds stupid (laughs) otherwise i don't really care
4: so I have yet to hear a word that I think is like something that I could latch on to and be like, yes, I fully, fully support that idea uh, for a replacement word. But at the end of the day, like we're a game; people are supposed to come here and have fun, and we want to both draw in more people and make sure they're comfortable. So at the end of the day, like even though I don't think I have found like a perfect word yet, I, I absolutely, completely understand and think it's very justifiable that we try and take steps to make sure that more people feel comfortable being here um, within reason, and I think this falls well within the bounds of reason to do, so I don't have all the answers, unsurprisingly, but I don't at all disagree with the notion or the move.
0: Yeah, Uh, and to speak more about the move, um, and actually the threat that spurred this was, I don't know, created um, maybe a year ago. It wasn't created recently. It was actually created a year or more so ago, and at that time, I guess there were serious talks about doing it. but. I guess the momentum or the, um, it, it just wasn't there for some reason. Uh, partly it's because like half the moderation team weren't even from the States. So I guess we couldn't fully appreciate uh, it at the time. Um, but at the end of the day, and this is like, this is the sole reason we're doing this, is that MAF Universe is meant to be a welcoming place. We want as many people as possible, at least as many good, nice people as possible, to be able to enjoy their time here there are some people who wouldn't enjoy the time here as much if we allowed the use of the word to continue the way it has been used so far Uh, so that is like the one main sole reason that we're doing this um at the same time we don't uh i and this is partly my myself speaking so i'm not necessarily speaking on behalf of the entire administration team uh or moderation team i don't want people to feel bad about having used it (laughs) i guess it's that's uh, only right for me to say because I've used it myself uh, and I'm not from a country where it's weird to use and I want to respect that there are both are people from such places as myself. I also want to respect that there are people from the States who haven't used it with those intentions uh, of having it carry negative racial connotations. So I, li- I just want us like in the same vein that uh, this change has been introduced to be welcoming, I also want us to be welcoming and respectful of people who are used to using the word and maybe are going to have a difficult time phasing out or maybe don't want to phase it out. And this is why we're sort of leaving it to the community to like self-moderate this because I don't want us to crack down hard on people using it because like honestly, like just for practical purposes, I can not count on... I can't name one example of someone having used it with clear uh, negative uh, connotations. So I don't think it's worth it for there to be drama over the word. Uh, and I don't think it's worth it for us to ban the word. Um, instead, I want to promote a, a sli- slight shift in culture, and that will gradually lead to a, a larger shift in culture, and I think that will produce good results. Um, so that's what we're doing here. Um, but so speaking of um, the executes <laughs> in this game, <laughs> uh, do you regret any of them? Uh the ones that uh, you were part of. Let's start because you can't you can't regret lynching Carlos uh, because you weren't there for it. Uh, you maybe regret it. not speaking to your fellow players about uh, please don't lynch Carlos and uh, like Orange at least mentioned. But uh, the the lynch or the execute sorry <laughs> uh, that you were there for. Uh, do you regret any of them or what was the worst execute you th- you thought?
2: I I can say that I think the one that all of us in this chat were there for simultaneously was Lolly because um, I went out after the second one. Uh, I mainly regret seeing Orange build a giant case on Lolly and going, cool, problem solved, and then um, going along with it. Because I, I did think it was a good case, and I did think it was good momentum to have. But at the same time, not pushing any other group, also because this is this is a personal thing coming from a place where majority execution rules are in place and not plurality, which was something I definitely like struggled to get used to in terms of like adjusting my reads. But I did regret, um, especially because Lolly, I think, wasn't there
4: at the end of the day, which always sucks a little bit. So for me personally, I definitely think the uh, elimination that I am the most, uh, I guess, upset at myself about in hindsight is uh, Eva, or Eva, or however you pronounce her name, with the four A's in a row. Um, Like, at the time, I went with a strategy that I still fully believe in, which was lock in super hard on one world in an attempt. Because I saw Squire go out night one, and uh, Max go out night two. And I'm like, well, I guess I am next. So I'm like, okay, hopefully, if we lock in super hard on one world, either it will be right and the game will be solved, or It'll be wrong, and the scum will leave me alive because I've been so wrong. And uh, the latter one ended up being the case in terms of rightness or wrongness. But ironically, what happened is, like, if you read through Wolf Chat, they're like, ah, that orange guy was super wrong, but we're afraid that if he reevaluates, he might be right, so we should kill him now. And that ended up leading to my death in a uh, twist of fate that I did not see coming at all. But beyond that, like, looking back at it, She was someone that since day one I had been feeling really good about just like deep in my gut I I felt where she was coming from so as much as I like understand where I went to kind of turning on her after the way the first two days panned out and after scares Lynch. I definitely think the main thing that I regret over the course of the game is not listening to my early game like reads, my micro reads, the gut reads as much as I normally would, and ultimately her lynch is kind of like the number one point where that went wrong. So that's that's what I look back on like, ah, I wish I had done something different. I, I'm still very okay with you, having locked myself into one world. It was very reassuring because I thought that was gonna tank my chances at advancement if I was wrong. Um, it was very reassuring to enter Spec Chat and have them be like, "Ah, so we see that you were playing it up to try and survive." And I'm like, "I I didn't expect anybody would get that, but okay." But at the same time, like, that's definitely what I look back at and dislike about my play that game the most.
3: I think I think the one I probably regret the most is the Lolly execute because like. I'd been reading her as Tao and I I thought she was probably Tao and I just didn't really have good reasons for it. And then Orange came in with this really good case and I was like, clearly I was wrong. This is a really smart case. I was just, I was just being dumb this, this whole time. <laughs> and I think that, I think that, I think that that's, I mean, that's, that's the one I regret most because the other two, I was wrong. The other two I was there for, I was wrong, but at least I had like, I had, I had carefully evaluated all of the evidence and come to the correct conclusion rather than just being like, yeah, I have this read, but Orange wrote a really good post, so probably he's right and I'm wrong. Ava, um, I also thought Orange was hypoing a red on her, which is on me for incorrectly reading his very obvious joke socks.
0: By the way uh, i'm a big proponent for calling uh it fail cutes uh when you miss lynch fail cutes i think that's that has a ring to it thingy <laughs> tm um but speaking of lynching uh, lollipops uh and, r- and regretting this now um her being a afk i believe you said uh orange uh and uh that in general i want to get your thoughts on lynching someone and let's say let's limit to day one or two because after some point you can't take it into account anymore, but on days one and two, with the power rolls still alive in a game, that is somewhat centered around power rolls because uh, having those two is, is quite important uh, for town equity in the setup. Do you, Can you do it? Like, how much do you take that into account at lynching someone who is not there to claim if need be?
4: So normally I would be pretty scared of that, but when it comes to Lolly in particular, she had already claimed non And that was part of the reason that I was like, okay, well, she said she's not going to be here for the rest of the day, but I don't really care. I want to send this anyways. The other part of the reason was, not only were they like relatively a safe pick from a PR perspective, they would have had to have specifically lied to being expressly citizen with little reason to do so at this point in the game. It's not like everybody was out there claiming citizen, like where it might not have actually been true. They went out of their way to say it. So at that point in the game, um, as the slot that I didn't like the most, um, I was like, OK, well, my second most disliked slot, Bleeding Rain, is up there uh, Top Wagon. But I really hate the fact that like the other wagons are, are both spread out, comprised of people that I generally town read. And scarily, like most scarily, we had Carlos already from day one being a strong contender. And I'm like, OK, that's really bad. I don't like that at all. And I figured that Lolly was kind of the place where I could make the most impact in terms of getting a Counterwagon going, which worked to my ultimate detriment, but it worked. So when it comes to like PRs, I have been in games before, uh, most notably Hydro Event 2017 where we lynched our cop day one because they were afk and the rest of the game proceeded to go about as well as you'd expect if mountainous is balanced for to a cop game so like that situation sucks and you should definitely try to avoid it but i also think that giving people free passes for not being there and not helping isn't likely to lead to any better games in the long run so i can very much understand why there would be some resistance to kind of like just give people free passes for not showing up. Um, I would going to echo oh sorry Arate. No, go ahead, you're okay. you're talking.
2: Okay, sure. Um I I'll echo this and just say that like my very first game of mafia that I ever played, I wasn't there at the end of the day and got executed and that has probably haunted me for the entire time that I've been doing this. Um but One way I personally try to approach these things, especially day one in Mafia, is to play it like Survivor and just make sure that it's not me that's going out. Um, At the same time, though, I do find that as time has gone on, I skew more towards just, if you're not around at the end of the day, unless there's like a reason that you've said in thread why you're not there, I kind of want to just get rid of that person, because they're not going to be contributing too much in my head. It's probably like. Not a very good thought to have in general. I realize that, but it is just sort of what happens every time I end up playing. So, um, which is also like a, one of the main motivators why I was sort of so gung ho on scare on day two. Um, yeah. I don't really worry too much about PR, but that's my own personal failing.
0: Well, not I necessarily. Mean, if you, yeah. If, go you're ahead.
3: Not, if you're not willing to execute people who aren't there at the end of the day, then that's that's opening you up that's oh that means that wolves have an incentive not to be around at the end of the day even more than they already do and i'm not really sure that's something you want to incentivize like i i don't really want to make it so that the wolves can just not show up and then oh we can't execute them because they might be a pr like yes probably you should not be running up super PR-ish people right before end of the day when you know they're not going to be there but like you probably shouldn't be running up super PR-ish people as anyway because like and yeah this does sometimes mean that you'll end up you'll end up misexecuting a a power role like like I believe that happened in game one I could be misremembering Um but you can't just give
0: people a free pass for not showing. Yeah, uh, I th- I think most people would probably at least somewhat agree with that, uh, especially if you have a meta. Like if we all agreed now and we gave that advice and said, oh, you should all give free passes, that's not going to bode out. Well, it's, it's giving a, a clear incentive, uh, like you say, to both to not show up. Uh, so that's not going to play out well. But I think in practice, there is some merit to considering it to some degree, like if you're at the end of the day and you have two suspects and uh, one of them isn't there, I'd probably personally go for the other suspect, uh, especially in a game where like, I can't like, it's, you can consider yourself the greatest player, but you, if there's a, if there are roles in the game, there are other players to consider. You, you, you need those roles. You can't really just count on yourself to bring it home for your team. So you have to consider doing your best to keep those roles alive as well. Uh, so it's definitely something to consider and, uh, yeah as you as you said in in game one they they did indeed lynch one of the jack of all trades uh, on day one uh, while being afk and actually having asked for a sub and uh, as we were looking that sub, the lynch happened and well that was the end of that slot story um i remember what i wanted to say earlier uh and it's re- related to this uh, discussion uh prs uh um, I got to thinking about this when you said, Orange, uh, that you were trying to make yourself seem less like a joke by uh, addressing someone uh, in a certain way. Um, and I say this as someone who was once crowned uh, on my side with the award uh, Best PR Hunter. Uh, people that talk about roles are way more likely to be roles. That's a free read for everyone uh, on a future math team out there. Put that to good use it is um and i'm not just saying this I, I did the stats because that was the sort of player i was when i played and it's why i'm retired now because i spent way too goddamn time on games um that's a free read for you out there all right so uh i promised that we would get to this uh, arete and orange black you obviously knew each other before this game uh, so i want to talk about the effect of having players that know each other in the game Uh, And interestingly, we have uh, the perspective of you guys, and we have the perspective of someone like Max, who hadn't played with either of you guys before. And unfortunately, something that happens very, very often is that uh, when we have this situation with you two guys knowing each other, and maybe uh, one more person also knows you, uh, someone like Max, and I don't (laughs) think this necessarily happened with Max, I didn't follow this game very much, I have to admit, but often players will get the feeling of uh, being alienated or feeling left out or feeling like everyone else knows each other and that they're the only person in this game that is uh, new to the side. And uh, I don't think there's ever been a qualifier where at least not half the game is new to the site or haven't played with anyone else. Uh, but like just seeing two other players interacting that way can make you feel like, what's happening? This is v- a very weird dynamic that I'm having to fit into. And they feel out of place and they feel less... Um, um, motivated to play the game. Uh, that does actually happen a lot of time. They're they run back to the side and like, well, these people all know each other. They all have their own meta. They're all playing a certain way, and I don't fit into that way. Uh, While well, remembering to forget that actually, it's very many people playing many different ways. There's not necessarily meta, especially in qualifiers. Uh, you can help shape that meta in the game. It's something they forget uh so I want to get your perspective Max how did you personally experience this and there's no right or wrong answer I'm just legitimately curious to hear how you uh, experienced this coming into the game
2: so um I didn't mind it too much I think the couple of times that it did crop up within the game in any sort of like meaningful context I just tried to ignore it um when it happened and I feel lucky too because Zarete and Orange both did a good job of not just interacting with each other, but also interacting with everyone else. Um, so, in general, it just felt like they know each other, and that doesn't really affect the way I was reading anything. And they're also interacting with everyone else outside of the context of them knowing each other too. So, it didn't feel inclusive to the, you know, um, in a way that would have like affected the whole game poorly. So, I, I don't think. That worried me too much. The only times I sort of got grumpy about it were when there were like clear in jokes that had no indication that they were an in joke until I had to like ask about it. Um, but then I just kind of went like, oh, okay, and forgot about it right afterwards. Um, and I, I think I consciously tried to just ignore that stuff in general because I wanted to experience something where there was no meta essentially.
4: So, as somebody who now has played in two champs games, in both of which I rolled PR and had somebody with me that I know pretty well, but can't for the life of me read. Uh, I I think I have a probably better track record reading Arate than I do Eevee, but either way, I'm not super confident in my ability to read either of these people, but I'm on pretty good terms with them it's always been something that i have hated and i don't like it at all and i love these people to death but i do not want to be in a game where nobody else knows each other and then suddenly we're there trying to like out guess each other because without that a champs game in particular is like very almost it's almost entirely devoid of all of the like prior interactions that you're going to get on any other site you ever play fm uh so Missing out on that with one person, especially with somebody that you can't read very well, does kind of suck. Because then you spend the whole game like, but do I trust them or do I not trust them? And luckily, in this case, I was able to mostly clear that up relatively <laughs> Thank you. Uh, relatively early on with um, a play that essentially amounted to stealing a successful scum strategy from season 5 and trying to convince everybody to go with that to see how RTA would react. So that ended up working out, I think, decently well once I got over the fact that they weren't, like, I was expecting a different reaction from them because most of the time when I'm like super buddy buddy with somebody else in the game, it's another user called Firekitten. Uh, he and I worked together very well and we're both the same alignment. And I was expecting a certain response in line with what he would do and did not get that so once i got over okay wait, wait wait this is somebody different i need to stop expecting fire and start expecting arte i was able to kind of put them into the likely town category and pretty much avoid tinfoiling them for the entire game especially the most importantly on day three after they spent the first two days specifically trying to not get the wolf lynched i was able to come in and still be super confident in you are town to which they were like I feel like you should be second-guessing me here. And I'm like, nah, nah I, I, I got this. So I hate it, but I was able to make it work for me a little bit in this game. So it, it was arguably more beneficial than Season 5, where I was just, just tinfoiling Eevee the whole time until I died.
3: I think, I think for me, I mean, there was someone else in the game commented early on that I was clearly really nervous. And I think that was true, because, like, Orange is, Orange is, Orange is cool, but he's also he's also someone I know is a lot more experienced than me and who I think of as, like, a really good player. So I was scared that I was going to do badly, and, and then, he, then, then, he, then he judged me for doing badly, which is probably a silly thing to be worried about.
4: Don't worry, we both did badly together.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I think... I think ideally it would have ideally it would have been been nice to not be in a situation where I was with someone that I already I already knew pretty well, but I also get that these things happen and there were points where it was kind of nice to have someone where it was like, Okay, I know this person and how he plays, he knows me and how I play. We're not gonna get bogged down into things that People think are alignment indicative, but that are really just play style differences because we're both fairly familiar with each other's play styles. Orange actually really threw me this game, has that game because he was playing completely differently from how he normally plays, and I didn't know what to make of it because I wasn't sure if he was just playing differently or if it was because he was a wolf. Um, But I was eventually able to. Solve, 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 solve that one and find him Is find him his town.
4: <laughs> for the record, um, I hate the post cap. Get rid of the post cap. All of my changes were because of the post cap and the post cap. Yep, that's uh, all I want to say.
0: That's a discussion for another day. Uh, one consideration we have had, uh, as you might have guessed from the questionnaire that you got uh, preparing for the season, is that we might do a light championship Uh and that would then have a post cap and the regular championship, so to say, or the we can call it the hardcore championship or whatever the big leagues uh, will not have a post cap. That is a consideration. Uh, I wanna say welcome to Jorgsloth in the chat. Uh, see him just joining us, a uh, previous finalist right there. Um, so we have talked for one and a half hours now. I do have two questions I wanna get to, unless you guys have to leave uh, and uh, everyone in chat, uh, this is your last chance to ask a quick question if you guys want to any of these players. Uh, but there's two things that we have to talk about one because we have the host here let me say we need to talk about flavor uh, so let me say you can quickly introduce the flavor you did this for those who didn't follow the game and, uh, and why you did that flavor and uh, and then I want to get uh, you other guys' thoughts on uh, the importance of flavor uh, how much does it matter to you and did you in- well I can't ask did you enjoy it you're obviously going to say yes let me say it's right here but uh, what is the importance of flavor do you generally read it or do you skim it uh, but let me uh, introduce you for
1: a little bit. to make it short, uh, basically, since I started playing Mafia myself, I had the idea in mind to do something chess-related. Since I have been playing chess since since I was, well, basically, I've been in a chess club since I was seven, and that has been 24 years ago. And I always thought of introducing like my hobby like a big part of my life in a way of Mafia sense. And when the, when the championship came up, I thought this might be the best time to, to do it, like ever, to introduce it to a lot of people. So I just thought the, the best way to do that is look for people who are more famous, where the anecdotes happen, which had a more interesting life. And so I just took all the former world champions and put them together, and they ended up playing a game together. So they thought for those people there are a lot of interesting stories to tell with each other just in general the people who read the flavor saw that some had very interesting lives that had nothing to do with chess Um, yeah so I just ended up writing it but I definitely did underestimate since I've never done flavor before this this game is how much uh, effort it takes to writing some stuff for example after the game like the last few things with, with the Carlos Miss Lynch and the endgame stuff uh, that took me over six hours to write <laughs> uh, which is a long time for basically two wall posts since it does get exhausting at some times and also I, I really should do more pre-writing since the the early Lynch and Eva was pretty bad for me since I had to write a lot of <laughs> flavor in a very short amount of time because of that but yeah I, I just thought that you know it's, since it's something that i enjoy i just hope that i could put something to the players and possibly the readers that they might enjoy reading and be happy with and that that might increase their 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 fun in the game hmm. might be something fun to talk or think about
0: yeah uh, i can uh while you guys uh, prepare your answers i can just quickly say that uh I appreciate your work, Lemi's, and I appreciate the work of all the volunteers who write the flavor. Uh, volunteering as a host for these games is actually mostly just uh, writing flavor, uh, because of the modbot that we have, but it's a huge part. Um, in some communities, flavor isn't very big, and in some, it's huge. And in some communities, there are even hints in the flavor. That's another interesting thing. I'm not sure if any of you have uh, been uh, part to that, uh, part of that. Uh, But I I think uh, personally, flavor is uh, very important and often uh, underestimated uh, to the enjoyment of games. Um, I think storytelling is part of the game, it's part of what makes it more fun. Uh, So I deeply appreciate um, the volunteers that we've gotten over the years, uh, because it's also representing what Mafia Universe is, um, which I think is also having great games and it'd be a shame to not have that aspect um, also represented when people come here to play. so, but you guys, do you do you read flavor? I know a lot of people don't. They don't really care about flavor. They're just here to play the game.
2: So, um, in our community, uh, every person who mods a game kind of has, at this point, built their own universe of story that most of their games take place in. I think that's just been like the trend, but most people do read the flavor. There's a couple mods who actively do put hints that you can sort of pull out about the mechanics of the game that they're running in the flavor itself, so you do need to pay attention. I just kind of like it as a framing mechanic. And usually, it's also just a good way to get conversation going on the uh, day one, right at the beginning, too. And I did really appreciate the chess theme, mainly because I do like chess stories um, and watch breakdowns of chess matches in general. So this was fun. Glad to hear
1: that.
0: Yeah. I don't know if you guys uh, have any thoughts. Otherwise, I I do have two more questions to get to.
3: I mean, I read The Flavor. I, I, I enjoyed reading The Flavor. I typically read The Flavor of games I'm in. I don't know that I have super much thoughts. Uh, super mu- I don't no. know that I have particularly many interesting thoughts on uh, on no. Flavor other than I enjoy reading it. No, that's um, fair i think i subconsciously on my home site think that people like my flavor better when a wolf gets executed because
4: uh <laughs>
3: posts we we use discourse which has like a like feature and people like wolf flips more than they like town flips so i subconsciously assume it's because my flavor is better um or alternatively that they just really hated my flavor for the town flip um cool.
0: No, I ju- I, I, it's not that there are actually that many m- many nuanced thoughts to give on the subject. I guess I was just curious to hear because some players don't and some players do uh, read the flavor, and I guess it's encouraging for someone like Lenvisa and me as a host as well to hear that some people do actually read the flavor. And it's also because on Mafia um uh, we have the modbot, so the result is posted instantly. So those who those that are just there primarily to play the game, they get the result instantly and they don't uh, come back for the flavor uh, on. Almost all other sites, the result is posted with the flavor. So you're more so accustomed to also reading the flavor. Uh,
4: Which is definitely something I think that kind of like, for me personally, I've been on a number of different sites. And most of them have a mix where you'll have things that are like just extremely standard, very vanilla, no flavor at all. And then you'll have some things every once in a while that come along that are like super flavored up, took like 70 hours to make. Uh, just the flavor. Everybody's roll cards got all these fancy colors and pictures and like everything is around a central theme. And both of those can be very, very fun for different reasons. But at the same time, like most of the games that I've uh, seen on Mafia Universe tend to, like even if you try to go hard on the flavor, tend to kind of fall short of like those kind of like higher benchmarks I've seen on places like Town of Salem, Throne of Lies. But by virtue of the mod bot, kind of like making everything feel standard from game to game, it's a lot harder to get like individuality in there when all of your flips are a one-line red or green name. So, like, I definitely, I definitely think that there's a good amount of flavor to be had. I very much enjoyed what Lamisa wrote for this game. Like the little anecdote about themselves of viewing one of the chess matches was super cute, and I <laughs> loved it. Mm-hmm. But that actually that has- happened. Yep. But at the same time, like I definitely think that if you're looking for super high flavor, there's a lot less of that on Mafia Universe than otherwise. And that's a sacrifice that I know some people are put off by, personally. I think the advantages of ModBot far outweigh some extra flavoring. But it is something that I think is worth considering, because some people are really drawn in specifically by high flavor things. And unless your game is manually hosted, which is not the norm on Mafia Universe for a number of reasons, and like you go out of your way to make the software really work for you, it's a lot harder to do that.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I'm glad you said that. And uh, I want to say that I think you're, you're right, uh, at least to a large extent. Um, I think uh, flavor should uh, be more prominent. Uh, I think it's, it's a shame to not have both uh, parts represented. Like, uh, Or let's say, as a host, I don't see why you don't try to uh, please as many as you as you can. I think that's the I think that's the job of a host. If you're hosting a game, why not write the flavor to please those that want flavor and make an awesome game with good mechanics f- for those that enjoy that? That's uh, I'd like to see even more of that, uh, and we certainly have that. Uh, but I think you're right that with automated games, many hosts tend to get maybe a bit more lazy than they need to. Um, By the way, I
1: have a small thing to add that I forgot earlier, since it also fits into the context of a, the other discussion that we had earlier. Something that I didn't realize is that even in flavor, you can actually tread on some landmines. Uh, one of the players, after I wrote their flavor, I'm not saying who it is or what it was exactly about, they told me that part of the flavor that I had written unintentionally uh, hurt their feelings because of, of all their, their upbringing, their heritage, and so on and so forth. It's something that I didn't even think about, but when they told me that happened, that totally made sense, and so I made sure to rewrite it so that it's not offensive to that person anymore, which is another thing that even small things like the word lynch that we talked about earlier can a mm. lot to other people.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Um, and I can respect uh, going in and editing, um, but also think as a player, um unless it's something extreme you have to assume like a lot of flavor is pre-written and a lot of flavor is, isn't meant <laughs> as a comment on anything it's, it's just flavor that is what you usually sign up for uh i have two quick questions and uh, they need to be quick questions because we're over time so i'll ask the first one to max uh or no uh no let me see let's see yo yeah this one is to max uh what is the most memorable moment or yeah, what's the most memorable moment in the game for you? You may you may know what I'm looking for here.
2: Yeah, you're the coffee post. Uh, <laughs> so I know that was like the one that got post that got spread a lot after the game was done. Um, I think the amount of content that was generated just from <laughs> screwing up the multi-quote function on the site, uh, personally, and then going, "Oh, I need more coffee," and then seeing that spawn a full-page discussion between the three of us that are here right now about a specific post made by uh, the per, uh, macros who's not here um, saying one very specific thing about coffee but l- also l- just generally l- let me
0: sorry let me interrupt yes. you quickly because i think we, uh, we yeah. need we need to uh, read this we need to uh,
2: just contextualize it by reading it yes yeah
0: so uh, so you made you missed up some multi quote um, yeah and then macros went on a coffee rant yes let's see well, if i have two, the, co-
2: two coffee rants there's one at the beginning and one at the end of the whole thing
0: and let me just find it quickly here. I stand uh, by
4: everything I did in this scenario, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> all it right, so the best town <laughs> rate I got all game. <laughs> all
0: right, so macros, uh, and I quote him here: I literally do not like people who say they need coffee to function. That makes you an addict. The same jacks who say that will s- who say that will sneer and look down their noses at someone who have an alcohol, gambling, drugs, whatever problem. If you need something to function, you're an addict. If you don't need it to function you're just someone who loves to make a scene and pretend coffee is your everything you probably root bacon for people too with meme levels of glorification <laughs> that clear enough for you ob
4: <laughs> so to, to to be to be clear that was the one at the end i'm pretty sure um this yeah. because he called me out yeah. but like i i spent a, a latter part or not the latter. the Majority of like an entire page, as was mentioned, um, trying to see if I was the only one seeing what I thought I saw there by kind of like asking the other people in the town core, "Hey, what do you make of this?" And I was the only one who saw it, but I stand by it. Um, the the guy had been all game, like not posting a lot, but when he was, it was like super raw. And in that moment, what kind of shown through to me is that he could have he all game. Had made it very clear he was not a fan of Max and thought he was scum. And in that moment, right there, he went out of his way to attack Max for something that he had said, like, not, that wasn't like a personal attack, but it was kind of close. And he did not in any way try to connect that back to his scum read on him. And in fact, when I asked him specifically about it, he doubled down on, no, it's just that, like, people who say they need coffee to function are the addicts, which for a lot of people looking on was like a moment of, oh that's that's ridiculous but for me i was like why did he not call max scum here for that reason which ultimately is what led to me like reconsidering his slot because before then carlos and had both been like yeah macros is a pretty pretty deep in the poe probably scum and that was the point in particular when i joined max on the side of now macros is more likely town and um whether or not that was to the benefit of the game, considering uh, Carlos got mislynched at the end, is ultimately up to a question. But at the time, um, that was a pretty funny, pretty funny town read there, <laughs> and I'm very happy that played out as it did because otherwise, I think I would have been a lot more likely to be kind of stabbing at macros for the rest of the game. Uh,
0: Holy Flare asks in chat, "Dude, was town right? Sounds town to me. That is correct. You made the same read as uh, Obi, Greg read uh, <laughs> the infamous coffee read." Um, yeah. this was macros in question he was indeed town who went yeah. on a rant about coffee um all right so one final question this is asked by frog let me find uh oh no know oCR 18 not sure how to pronounce that uh this goes to editing uh you get the honor of uh, finishing the podcast off what do you feel are the benefits or detriments to playing on a bunch of different communities because i believe you play on a few communities right
3: I play, yeah, I do play on a few, primarily the Throne of Lies Forum of Lies forum, but I mean, I do play elsewhere. Um, And one of the things I really like about other communities is getting getting to play with people in ways where I'm not mostly relying on meta reads and on being familiar with their play. I get to rely more on like actually trying to read them um i do i do i do find that new communities often have some degree of culture clash right like mafia 451 is a great site i know lots of people who enjoy playing there but when i tried to play there i was like why is no one posting and they were like why are you posting so much post less um and um that so so i do think that I mean, I'm on my home site for a reason. It's my home site for a reason, um, and that reason is because it's generally a good cultural fit, and I, I'm friends with, I'm friends with a lot of the people there. Um, but I do think that overall, there are, there are a lot of benefits to trying out uh, new sites, and I do think that doing so has made me a stronger player and made me someone who's able to adapt to a wider variety of circumstances, which is something that is generally a good skill to have in for mafia.
0: For sure. And I couldn't agree more as someone who myself uh, migrated from one site to the other, to eventually creating a site where many people then migrated to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm all about that. I'm all about that uh all right uh we're way over time it's hard when you have a good company and uh interesting stuff to talk about uh could talk about more days i'm sure you guys could too uh, i want to thank you guys for joining me on the podcast today uh it was all very late notice because i went on vacation but you guys were quick to accept um the spot and i thank you uh and also you lamisa uh thank you for the flavor and thank you for joining us on the podcast thank you to everyone that in
1: chat. To, <laughs> to join you guys
0: of course uh, and oh, thanks oh, yeah. to everyone in chat joining us today and thank you for the questions um again there will be another podcast there will actually be two next weekend there will be one both saturday and sunday starting at 4 p.m eastern standard time the one on saturday will be the game six podcast so we're skipping uh one and we're jumping ahead to game six uh the uh let's just already call it the infamous town stomp um the 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 first town sweep ever in the history of the mafia championship in the first uh, seasons first time that ever happened uh so we definitely we definitely got to hear more about that um yeah thank you guys again uh thank you for joining us everyone Uh, and see you next week Bye bye